All right, so bonus round. Let's talk about the Pareto principle. Let's talk about staying organized, using your time wisely, using your time efficiently. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, uh, I guess some context there. Uh, I, I'm not. I don't. Hopefully, I'm going to not butcher his name, but uh, Alfredo Pareto. He's the uh, one that's normally coined uh, the phrase, and it basically is saying that you know he observed that 80% of Italy's wealth belonged to only about 20% of the population. So men generally it's a principle because it's not really a law. It's more of an observation that it says that like it or not, Gabe, most things in life are not distributed evenly. They're just not. Um, And some people can interpret that as life's not fair. Um, But other people can interpret it as what can it really teach us about game design or what can it really teach us about just games in general? And I think if you try to apply the concept, you'll see it resonates pretty well in, in the game design space. For example, you know, 20% of your Kickstarters uh, that are funded, they're going to account for 80% of your best game experiences. Hmm. Um, and maybe, you know, 20% of your marketing efforts are going to maybe produce 80% of your results. Um, you know, to the family point, maybe 20% of your family members are going to give you 80% of your headaches. Uh, but... <laughs> But, uh, you know, you'll find it, it, it resonates all the time. Uh, but basically, it's trying to say that if 80% of our outcomes come from only 20% of those activities, well, then just identify those 20% and ignore the rest. And what I like to say is stop majoring in the minor things. Mm-hmm. And you, you'll see that throughout game design. You'll see that throughout other parts of people's lives where they're just majoring in the minor things. And I loved your episode where you said, you know, you're spending all this time trying to find like the art for a certain card. And then you're finally like, what am I doing? Why am I trying to find all this uh, art online for this card when that's, that's not part of that 20%. And, uh, and we, we do apply it all the time. Um, and I think that, you know, 80% of your experience is going to come from 20% of the mechanisms that you focus on refining. Um, and, and that, that rings true with a lot of things. And so I guess, you know, if you look at that concept, uh, I think it, it, you can definitely apply it to Kickstarter. You can apply it to your game design. You can, you can pretty much apply it to a lot of parts of your life. Most things are not distributed evenly. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's life in general, right? If you think about sports, 20% of teams in the NFL or the NBA have won 80% of the championships. You know, it's just, it is what it is, right? And so 20% of your time and your efforts, your energy is going to, re- typically create 80% of the results. And I think that's one thing to always keep in mind when you start getting in that perfectionism mode where you're just trying to tweak the last little number. Oh, I feel like this should be a three. Maybe it should be a two. It probably doesn't really matter. Ultimately, it's not really going to change the game enough for it to matter for you to continue to waste your time. Like get the game out there. Just start playtesting or just get it on the shelves, wherever you're, you know, whatever a stage you're in, you know, it's so easy to, to waste so much time on things that really don't matter. And, and just realizing, like, like you're saying, identify the things that really do matter. They're going to give you the greatest return on your investment of time or investment of money, investment of resources, whatever. And then focus on those things over and over and over and over again, because that's, that's really how ultimately how you, how you become successful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I, I think uh, the more that folks can start applying this concept, I think they're, it's going to help a lot with their game design. I mean, if you look at uh, no different than your podcast, you know, you've got uh, most of your folks are going to get maybe 80 percent of their great information from probably 20 percent of the people that you interview. Uh, and, and, and as an example, uh, they're going to get some of those really big rocks. So the more that I think we can apply that concept. And of course, it's not a straight 2080. But I think the more that we can apply it, I think the more efficiency we're going to find our game design. 
Yeah, definitely. Now, what are your what are your thoughts? What are your what's your advice as far as how to identify that twenty percent? Like, what does that look like to really figure out what the the most important twenty percent actually is? I think it's uh, mainly in your play testing where you ask them what what was what where was the fun? What was the most fun about it? And then tell me exactly why that was fun. What was fun about that? Whether you're doing a take that mechanism, whether you're doing a roll and move, whether you're doing a you know, you've got too much output randomness on this, uh, but where was the fun? So I think that you you apply it there, but then you also apply it to, okay, now tell me what was the least fun about playing this game? What did you not like the most? And, and, and and if you can basically um, do some sampling and those samplings all come out to be the same, those are, those are some areas that you start to trim the fat Um, because folks don't want to feel like the game's, you know, playing them, they want to feel like they're playing the game. And I think that's really one of the, one of the advantages that it helps you with. Yeah, absolutely. Find the fun. I mean, there's something that comes up on the show all the time, different designers, different situations, find the fun. Uh, this is actually something. So in my English class, I teach, it was, uh, it's a unit I call business storytelling. And we use a lot of narrative, use a lot of the hero's journey and things like that in marketing in advertising. And actually over the last couple of days, I've been talking about Facebook ads and how to, how to write those, how to put the right images, how to create those, all that kind of thing to get people to your website or to your, your, your store, whatever, you know, you're trying to do. And so the, the point that I went back to over and over and over again is like a Facebook ad exists for one reason. And that is to get somebody to click on it. That is the only thing it exists for. That's it. <laughs> and so if there's anything that's part of your ad that does not point them to click on the ad and click on that button and get to your website, get to your store, then it needs to go away. If there's any word right, and pretend like every word costs a hundred dollars, right? You have to pay a hundred dollars per word to use on this ad or using your advertising, using your marketing and then really get as brief and as concise as possible, pointing everything to, for them to click on that button. And I feel like in game design, it's the same kind of thing. I find the fun and then make sure everything about your game points to the most fun part and just everything. It just points at it with giant red blinking lights. Here's the fun. Here's the fun. Here's the fun. And because that's that's ultimately what people want. And so if you've got some parts of your game that are really just not fun, well, maybe you need to cut them out. If it's not pointing to the most fun aspects, maybe it just doesn't need to be there at all. Yeah. Kill those darlings, or as some people like to say, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Well, cool. Tom, again, really appreciate your, your thoughts, your ideas, your advice and insight. And uh, good luck with the uh, the Kickstarter that's going on right now. Good luck with Green Feet Games and everything else you got going on right now. Appreciate it very much, Gabe. Thanks again.